This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Odyssey Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi, and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. Aboard! Ha, ha, ha! You're on the crazy train! All aboard! <laughs> Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoor Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, good morning, everybody. How you doing? Yeah, I know. It's too early to tell. Yeah, I get that a lot. But hey, for us on the uh, Wacky Walleye's Cutting Edge Outdoors, it's not too early because every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m., we come to you live. Who's we? Well, he's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer, and Sam Schmitz is in the studio on the boards. Um, let's see now. If you want to get in touch with us, all you got to do is call us at 414-799-1250, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Good morning, Danny. Morning, Tom. How are you? I, I, well, you know what? Like I said, too early to tell. No, you know, <laughs> no I'm doing fine this morning. That's I fine. say that tongue-in-cheek because I used to go for coffee early in the morning at a convenience store, and uh, <clears throat> there used to be... An overly talkative, friendly convenience store girl years ago. And uh, I, I'm crabby. I'm just getting my coffee. And she'd always be, oh, how are you doing? And I'd just tell her, I just got up. It's too early to tell yet. You know? <laughs> I know, it is. I can't tell you how my day's going because it's just starting right now. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you know what's funny, Dan? I, I used to be a big coffee drinker. Spring, summer, winter, fall, it didn't matter when I drank probably a pot a day and after my surgery dan i don't like coffee anymore i haven't had a cup of coffee in it'll be two years in november have not had a cup of coffee isn't that weird well that that coffee and smokes you haven't had either that's right. And haven't had a smoke to, either. Yeah. Anything? Right. Anything else that you uh, did? Is there any kind of food or anything you avoid? Uh, I mean, no, uh, not really. Uh, no. I like I, I like my drinks except for in the winter. You know, I drink tea, hot tea. But uh, I got. It seems like I got to drink. Every, everything's got to be cold. Not 
not somewhat cold, but like ice cold. Got to have huh. ice in everything, it seems like. Yeah, it's okay. just, I don't know. It was, there were some other changes, you know, but it, it was just weird with the coffee because I used to really enjoy coffee. But, you know, even when I smell it now, at first it would, like, I don't know, I almost make me nauseous. But now when I smell it, it's like, mm, maybe I should make a cup of coffee. The only problem is I took my coffee maker, put it in the basement, gave away all the coffee and the creamer and everything, <laughs> gave all that stuff away. So I don't even have any at home to make. So I'll have to, like, stop at a Dunkin' Donuts or someplace and get a cup of coffee. So if somebody wants a free coffee maker, give Tom a call. But he's too cheap. He won't give it to you free. He'll try and charge you full price that he paid for it 10 years ago. No, I'm going to keep it just in case I, I do start drinking coffee again. Just in case, you know. Well, yeah. Hey, we got some emails. You want to hear any? Yeah, let's go. All right. Number one from Fred. Fred says, hey, fellas, love your Saturday AM radio show. Tom, what are your favorite mini mic colors, especially for crappies? Well, when it comes to, I mean, mini mites, I mean, I, I use my, my number one favorite for all species. It doesn't matter what species, but is orange. with the, uh, It's got a chartreuse head and an orange body. That's my number one. My number two color, though, is pink head with a white body. And uh, that both of those are very effective. Now, lately, though, what's really been hearing from a lot of people uh, that they really got are doing well on bubblegum. It's the color bubblegum. I think it has a black head and a bubblegum body. So, uh, but white and uh, uh, orange, those those two are my favorites, especially the orange ones. So, okay. Do you have a favorite? I mean, I've caught, I've caught fish on other color mini mites you know because of course i i always try other colors you know try them but it seems like uh i always do my best with the orange i uh i i like the any of the bright colors uh put it that way Mm -hmm. Uh, i tried some of the duller just like a basic brown or black one time and i didn't do so hot so i uh, i like chartreuse orange pink bright colors seem to work best for me but you know Back years ago, when I had a, my own bait and tackle shop, I bought, uh, it, it, you know, it's a display package of mini mites. These are like, I think there's like 280 of them. And I bought that, had it on the counter. And every couple of weeks, I would talk to my, my friend Bob Garfinkel, and him and his partner Tom owned Bob's Bait and Tackle up in Green Bay. You had been there many times, Danny. Anyway, so Bob and I would talk every couple of weeks. and. I told him that I had bought that uh, package a number, you know, a while back, you know, and and I said, yeah, I've been using the mini mites and catching fish on them. And he says, what's your favorite color? And I said, the white ones with the pink head. And he said, try orange. And I said, Bob, what what self-respecting fish is going to bite a stupid color like orange? Come on, you know, that's dumb. And he said, just try it. Well, I tried it, and it turned out to be my favorite color. I know it, it's weird, but. Under the water, the orange doesn't really look that orange. I mean, it, it, yeah, it's orange, but it's a, uh, a duller orange, if you will. It's orangish, you know. So, But, you know, I never thought that would be a good color, and it turned out to be my favorite. So, you know, thanks to Bob Garfinkel for telling me that. 
Well, you know, some people uh, try to say that color doesn't matter. And um, I, I, I beg to differ because, you know, sure, sometimes, you know, obviously I think you got to put the right lure in the right place at the right time and it has to have the, the action of the lure right. is important. But that... Uh-oh. Sam, do we just lose Danny? Hello? Hello? Uh-oh. I don't know if I'm on the air or not. Oh, boy. Yep, I'm trying to reconnect with him. Oh, am I still on? Yes, you are. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll, okay I'm going to try to finish what Danny was saying, that, and I happen to agree with Danny that color does matter at times. It really does. Now, like Danny was saying, you take a lure and put it in the right place at the right time with the right action and all that. Uh, and, and the other thing, too, is is if the fish is in a positive feeding mood, they'll bite just about anything, you know. So, But most of the time we're fishing, at, we're fishing for fish that are in a neutral feeding mood. That means they can take your bait or leave it. And so sometimes, yes, color does make a difference. I'll tell you, when I'm wacky worming, you know, when I'm using a Chompers or a Senko or a Yum Dinger, I have my favorite colors, and one of them is uh, watermelon with red flake. Uh, I mean, that one is terrific. Also, the pumpkin is is an excellent one. Uh, there's a number of them, but watermelon with red flake, that's my number one you know, that I'm throwing. Mm -hmm. um, Red Rover, Red Rover. Oh, okay, we got him back. <laughs> All right. Let Bushy come over. <laughs> <laughs> so once again, problems with the old app. Maybe there's some interference in the skies today. We might get some rain. But as I was saying, and I know you probably expanded on, color can make a difference. Yeah. This year, this year, while musky trolling out here, this has been the freakiest year ever, Tom. Only one color, only one color has caught all my fish this year. And thank God for Don the Muskie Hunter, who gave me all his hot muskie trolling baits. So thanks to him, by golly, pulled me out of the fire. Yeah, I, was, I mentioned about how in my plastic worms, when I'm wacky rigging, the color I like. And the other thing is in spinner baits, um, I basically, I mean, there's a number of spinner baits that'll work, you know, different colors, but... My main two is the black skirt with the orange blade. Man, I'll tell you what, that thing works sunny, cloudy. I mean, it doesn't matter, spring, summer, fall. That black skirt and the orange blade. And the other one is a white skirt with a gold blade. And, uh, yes, a chartreuse, uh, a chartreuse and white uh, mix on the, on the skirt with a gold blade, That that's good, too. But I'll tell you what, those main two... White and black ones, man. I'll tell you, I those are the two that I, you know, if I if I'm not catching them on one, I'm catching them on the other. So, I, you one know, thing, I have my favorite colors, and I'm sure you do too. You know, one thing, Tom, that we did notice with the mini mites, both you and I together, when we were doing our scientific uh, testing on the dock years ago with mini mites for the pumpkin seeds, was if. You, the, if if you didn't get a hit after a couple of casts, if you if you charged it, sprayed some of the bait made on the tail, um, you know some of the what the garlic game fish one, 
it, it did seem like the next cast you'd get a fish it just seemed like that just livened it up a little bit it seemed to make a difference oh definitely yeah i've been i used to use uh the chompers garlic oil but uh i switched over to the bait mate a number of years ago but for many years uh oh i can't tell you how many years i was using the garlic oil on on my baits and that and and even in the winter time i'm telling you Putting a little bit of that garlic oil on baits, that's, I'll tell you, that's why the garlic waxworms are so popular, because they just work. They just catch a lot of fish, you know. Something I, to do with that garlic scent, I'm telling you. Fish like it. Well, I told you my, uh, my one of my secrets that I used for my walleye crankbaits was I took some smelt and I threw them in the tackle box with the yeah. crankbaits. And or through the crankbait in the bag of smelt and even just threw it in the freezer or fridge and to try and get that smelt smell on a uh, husky jerk. And it sure didn't hurt. I got a 14 and a half pound walleye on the wall to, well, we'll be on the wall to show show for it. Now, whether or not it made a difference or not, but I'd like to get a friend, a hold of our friends at Baitmate and tell them they ought to make a spray stuff in smelt scent. And I think the ice fishing guys would use it too. Yeah, you're probably right. You probably should get a hold of them. Uh, we got another email here from Bruce, our Uper friend. He says, hi, Uper here. Just got back from fishing Waukesha County Lake, lost six, northern, caught seven, largemouth, 10 to 15 inches, water temp 77 degrees, fish were all in 12 to 20 feet of water, fish three and a half hours, Winnebago two weeks ago limited two days in a row. Now, I don't know what he limited on, walleyes, perch, sheephead. I don't know what he didn't say. And then he says, keep up the good job, good luck fishing. But this part I don't understand. He says, seen the fishing upside down on TV too. Nice editing job. Do you know what that means? Um, nope. Seen the fishing upside down on TV too. Nice editing job. I don't well, know what that means. Neither of you, you nor I, neither of us have a TV show out there right now. So to which he is, uh, well, maybe well, one of our listeners knows. Maybe there was some show that had something. I so don't know, give us but a you call. know, lately, Danny, um, the last, oh boy, I'd say the last couple months, Outdoor Wisconsin has been running a lot of my old segments, uh, which was surprising, you know. So, well, they must be really desperate for content. They, they must be. I mean, I don't know. They, <laughs> well, it saves them money, that's for sure. So we don't Dude, get residuals for those. You don't get residuals? No way. Well, come on, I wish Tom. we did. Well, you should have signed that. What, you, didn't you read the contract, man? I should have read it better, yeah. So, yeah, I should have read it better. Yeah. Uh, anyway, but I, I did get a number of comments. I, I did get a couple of personal emails, uh, not on our CEO guys at yahoo.com. I did get a couple of personal emails from friends that listen to the show and a couple, you know, you know, in person or phone calls that said uh, that they liked my dessert recipe because I never give desserts on the, on the gut report. You know, I'm always talking about, you know, cooking this, cooking that, whatever. So I figured, you know what? I'm going to do another dessert one this week. So I <laughs> got that to look forward to, which is nice. Anyway, hey, listen, we got to go, go to our first break, Danny. 
And folks, you stay tuned. It'll be just a couple of minutes, and Dan and I will be right back with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractants. I'm Dan Bush along with Tom Newbauer. And uh, Tommy, how's our connection going? Yeah, I can hear you fine. Uh-oh, I just heard. I'm hearing feedback. I'm hearing myself oh. talking. Well, Tom, this you're just going to have to get used to it, buddy. This, this is not working. It's not working. I hope Sam well. can hear me. Okay. Well, well, we'll muddle oh. through it with technology oh. these days. Uh, is that better? Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's better now. I, now I don't hear myself. Okay. All right, good. There we go. Okay. We're still stuck hearing you, though, Tom. So. <laughs> but you don't have to hear yourself. So, any more emails? Uh, yeah, but I guess we got some callers on the line. We got callers already, okay. Let's go to Rich in Milwaukee. Good morning, Rich. Hey, What's Dan, up? You, you mentioned last week that you uh, uh, bought a new trail camera. You got any updates on that? Yeah, um, it's working fantastic. Uh, again, I, I bought the Spy Point Micro LTE and uh it uh, it was it, you put the micro sd card in there but then i connect had to download the app uh onto my android and uh and then you know i followed the procedure as far as getting it set up and it's working flawlessly 380 miles away is where that trail cam is in the middle of you know high high part north part of douglas county it's at 84 percent battery power yet as of uh 12 o'clock last night and um, getting 90% trans cell transmission with their nationwide coverage, which is a combination of AT&T and a couple other ones. So it's not what uh, cell service your, your, uh, your phone has. Basically, it's whatever the camera has up there. And it's working fantastic. I'm getting as many as 50 or 50 plus, 50 or more photos a day in a 24-hour period, which... You know, I bought the plan which gets you a thousand photos for ten dollars a month. I'm, I, I think I'll be okay, but I'm almost wishing for fifteen dollars a month I'd got the unlimited because at fifty to sixty photos a day, that can eat up a lot of photos pretty quick in a thirty-day time period. But yeah, very well pleased for a hundred thirty-dollar camera. It's working great. All right, I haven't I haven't crossed that bridge yet. However. They, they have a, uh, the same outfit has a cell link that you can hook up to any digital trail cameras and get the so same that... benefit. Um, it, they're, they're like 50 to 70 bucks. I haven't tried it yet. I'm, I, I might hold out till next year because I got a bunch of cuttybacks. And, okay. And the transition of putting that cable in into the slot for your where your chip is might be a little complicated. And uh, so I'm going to wait a bit. But uh, I was one of the first guys that were into trail cameras when they were 35 millimeters probably about 30 years ago. And, yeah. um, I mean, that's, that's, you we're coming a long way on that. Yeah, it's amazing, Rich. Um, years ago, we thought that that was, like, so cool. You know what I mean? I, I remember just sitting in the Walgreens parking lot, literally, waiting for the pictures and all excited. And then when the SD card came out, and now – going directly to the phone so so with your you said you got cuttybacks are they trans are those photos going coming directly to your phone 
Okay, so this is the deal. I have not tried that link yet. I was thinking about it. Okay. And so you so, still are, you're still you're still, still going to the, the Okay, yeah. So you got to go to the go to the, the camera and pull the card out and use the reader yet. Right. And like I said, this new thing they got out there uh, can take your camera and turn it into a cellular one by having a cross the bridge yet on it. Okay. Well, I'm I'm happy with mine. Um, All right. Well, as far as yeah, as far as the quality of the photos, now it did give me a choice where I could take whatever, low, medium, or high. I think if you take the higher quality, more pixels, whatever, you're not going to get as, as many pictures on that S, mini SD card. Um, you know, so, that it, but it's still plenty sharp enough where I can, I got some fantastic pictures of several shooter bears. Yeah. And the advantage is we don't have to touch the camera anymore and right. risk getting food scent or human scent on the camera, which could either spook or cause the bear to try and eat the camera. So it's nice just to be able to get this remote. Excellent. All right. Well, thank so, yeah. you for calling. All right. Thank you, guys. Good luck. And, and, and Sam, we got another caller waiting. Yep. Let's also go to Charlie listening to us in Jackson today. All right, good morning, Charlie. Good morning, guys. Hey, I got a question for Bushy. A Yo. friend of mine asked me to go fishing this last Monday on Pewaukee, and I haven't fished Pewaukee in about 30 years. Uh, we caught some gills. We caught 22 gills. They, they averaged about 7.5 to 8 inches, you know, a lot of throwbacks. But we caught 13 sheep's head. Uh, one was 24 inches. And I was, I'm wondering, wow. I, I never knew there were any sheep head in, in Pewaukee, and, and is that becoming a, a problem, Bushy? Um, you know, I haven't caught a sheep's head in years here, although years ago, I want to say about 15 years or more uh, ago, I was actually picking up a few sheep's head while trolling for muskies. And uh, I caught a couple that were, you know, like you're talking about, over 20 inches. They were big sons of guns. Yeah, and it, it kind of freaked one. me out. I thought, where, what's with these, you know? But I haven't seen one seen one for years. Oh, okay. I'll tell you, Charlie, sheep that have always been in uh, Pewaukee Lake for many, many years. I mean, I remember catching some of them back, oh, must have been good 30-some years ago. And uh, so they've always been in Pewaukee Lake. Yeah, they've been there. But no big problem then, huh? Like Winnebago? No. No, not that no. I've heard, ever okay, heard of. No, cool. not at all. All right. All right, that's it. Guys, have a good day. All right. Take care. Thank you. Okay. Okay, bye now. And we got another email, Danny, from our friend Barb Ga Bob Garfinkel. He says, I, in a concerning mini mites, he says, I have a new hot color. I have had tremendous success with grape in the last six years. The water I fished has turned dark. Does not make sense. Can't keep them off. So, well, there's another one. Somebody loves grape. And actually, well, grape is a, is a good color. So, Well, wouldn't grape be purple? Basically, it's actually a darker purple. It's a darker purple. Yeah, a little okay. darker purple grape. But, I mean, it's gotcha. still that purple, purple color. Yeah, yeah. So. Gotcha. And and that has and and you know that is one of the good ones you know so yeah that's a that's a good color 
I just didn't mention it because I don't use it that much, but I know it is a good color at times. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my sons, his girlfriend, whenever they go up north and fishing, actually, well, it wasn't not all the time. It was two years in a row. She caught the biggest walleye. Instead of using like a regular jig and a half a crawler or something, she would just put on a stupid mini mite. It was a purple body, your own great body with a pink head, mini mite, and she caught the biggest walleye two years in a row on a mini mite. So go figure, right? You know? Huh. Interesting. Um, how yeah. about as far as this week fishing, Tom? Did you get out with your son? Well, no, because my grandkids started school this week, so we didn't get a chance to go out. And uh, so, But I'm going to be going this week coming up. I'll be going out for several days this coming week. So, so your grandson started – okay, so your grandson yeah. started school? How does that and the stop grand, your... And the granddaughter, yeah. So how does oh, that well, stop it, your son from fishing? Well, he was busy with work, and he couldn't get time off. And uh, so it just it just turned out that the kids started school. He couldn't get off of work. So, And my other son, you know, he works till I don't know, I think 4, 30, 5 o'clock, you know. So, uh, yeah, just uh, just didn't line up. The stars didn't line up this week, so. So now that Which we're into September, now that we're into September, Tom, uh, we're kind of transitioning, you know, from the summer to uh, to the fall type fishing. Maybe today during the show, sometime you can talk a little bit about how you target bass different in the fall than in the summertime. If there's some changes as far as where they are and what tactics you would use, because you pretty much just do the bass now. Uh, no, we fish for uh, walleyes and northerns. Uh, I don't fish. I, you know what? This year I have not fished for muskie. Not once. I have not thrown a lure for muskie. But, well, you know. But uh, for all the other species, you know, walleye, northern, bass, panfish, yeah, all of those I fish for. But you're right. I fish a lot for bass. But I'll tell you what, I've been doing a lot more bluegill fishing uh, because we've been catching such big ones, you know, and they are so tasty. So I have been doing that. But we got to go to a break now, Danny. It's bottom of the hour break time. Coming up next is the uh, gut report. So stay tuned for that and so much more here on 1250 AM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor. Hey, who doesn't like chocolate cookies, right? Whether they be chocolate chip cookies or just plain old chocolate cookies, who doesn't like them? Well, I'll tell you what, I got such an easy recipe for you folks. This, it's so easy, I can do it, and I'm not that great of a baker. In a mixing bowl, beat two boxes of chocolate cake mix. Those are like 15-ounce boxes. Two boxes of chocolate cake mix, five eggs, and two-thirds cup of vegetable oil. Now mix that all up. Then add about 10 ounces of white chocolate chips, or you could also use peanut butter chips. And then you want to use about uh, one cup of chopped pecans or chopped walnuts, whatever. So what you do then is you drop... uh, uh, 
by rounded tablespoons. I'll take a tablespoon, throw in, you know, drop them on a pan that's two inches apart onto an ungreased baking sheet. You bake at 350 degrees for 10 to 13 minutes or until they look like they're set and the tops are starting to slightly crack. Let them cool on the rack for a little bit. And I'm telling you, these are so easy to make and they're delicious. So try them with or without the white chocolate chips. You can use the peanut butter chips, whatever. But I'll tell you what, easy and delicious. The Gut Report is brought to you by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and Main Street and Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to DiscountLiquorInc.com. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant. And I do have to put in a disclaimer, uh, Tom, I, uh, a while ago I was saying, thank God I got the lucky musky lures from Don DeMusky Hunter. Uh, I was set up to say that by his brother, Greg. Oh, okay. His brother, Greg's kind of a character. So he wanted me to, he wanted me to say something. So uh although that yeah i do appreciate don the musky hunter did give me some lo- good lures but they haven't been my super secret deluxe trolling lure this year however oh uh, you know uh sad news for uh what do they call the fans of of uh kiss what are they just called kiss fans <laughs> i mean well anyway too bad for the fans of kiss they're not coming to milwaukee this year because of covid i guess that uh Gene Simmons guy got the virus, so they're not coming to Milwaukee. So too bad for you, Kiss fans. I but think you'd sick. call them rockers, Tom. Yeah, well, rockers, but yeah, I Kiss I, fans had a certain name. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, the Kiss Army. I think they called it the Kiss Army. Yeah, that's uh, the Kiss Army. Yeah, they had yeah. the followers, and they'd probably yeah. paint their faces and show <laughs> up there, and uh, yeah. yeah. Have you ever seen them live? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, me neither. I, you know, I don't know how good some of these bands live would still be. Now, I think the Rolling Stones are still rolling, minus their drummer. Yeah. Um, but uh, I, I don't know. When they get old, when they're 70, 80, can they still scream and yell and do the rock and roll as good as, as when they were younger? Or, you know, even, even there's some bands that were never that gr- as near as good live as in the studio. Yeah. Um, and there were some yeah. bands that were only studio bands. They never went out live. You know, there were some, uh, Steely Dan, which had a lot of great hits. Uh, they they were a studio band. So. Well, I know I know the the greatest band, your favorite band of all time, is having a big comeback tour now. Um, Abba, I know you were probably a huge <laughs> fan, Tom. Oh and, yeah. And uh, you know, yeah, they, I mean. Who doesn't get a tear in their eye when they hear Dancing Queen, you know? Oh, jeez, yeah. <laughs> and you remember when you were 17 years old, imagining you were a 17-year-old girl dancing on the floor, uh, lighting yeah. it up. I never listened to that song, even yeah. when I was 17. No. 
No? Never cared for that one, no. Didn't, didn't watch Saturday Night Fever? <laughs> no, my wife liked that show. I didn't. Uh, no. Same thing with uh, Grease. Grease? Yeah, she uh, You know what? Grease, yeah. Grease uh, I like the music in Grease. In fact, it was on this week. Was it? And, uh, it it's yeah. It's not bad, but it's more like, to me, it's more like bubblegum music, you know? But it, it, it's it, all right, you know. I mean, actually... You know, I always... Huh? I always I always had a crush on Olivia Newton-John, and, and she always had a beautiful voice. But in watching Grease, uh, I really came to, appre- came to appreciate the talent of John Travolta. Uh, from Vinnie Barbarino on Welcome Back, Cotter, which I bet a lot of our a uh, lot of a lot of people don't even realize. Uh, that's where he, you know, as far as I know, that's where he got his start. But he was really talented. He could sing and dance. Yeah, and especially, you know, his later movies, though, boy, he had some real, real good, good movies, you know, uh, over the years. Yeah, he hasn't well, made one lately, though, has he? It, well, I think it must be John Travolta week because they showed uh, Grease, and then I saw, I, uh, I was I was uh, talking to my friends at Carly's yesterday, and, and they got a couple of TVs over the bar, and uh, I don't know what channel they were on, but uh, uh, which one was going, oh, Pulp Fiction. Pulp Fiction oh, yeah, was playing. Incredible. Yeah, there's so many of them. Yeah, he made a lot of them over the years. Enough that he can afford his big jumbo jet and a airstrip right on his own property next to his house. So. Does he have his own jet, too? Huh? He has his own jet. Oh, yeah. He's got a big jet. He's got a pilot's license. And he's got a... I saw it on the internet, and he's got a, a landing strip and takeoff strip, a whole, like, little airport right next to his house. Well, didn't Harrison Ford, didn't he crash one? Yeah, he crash a... yeah. I think yeah, he, he did. crashed. Yeah. Yes, he did. And I think, doesn't, I think uh, Leonard Leonard DiCrapio, or whatever his name is, I think he has his own private jet as well. Of course, in the meantime, preaching against us on climate change and everything else, but uh, <laughs> yeah. we, all, we all know how that works in the real world. It's oh. the golden rule. Those hey. with the gold make the rules, you know, for the rest of us, but yeah. they don't hey. have to live by them. Speaking of climate change, I mean, I hate to break the news for those of the, those people who believe in that hoax, but, uh, you know, the Antarctic, they've done measuring this year. It's increased in ice over last year. It's got a lot more ice. So, boy, I don't know if I thought we were supposed to be losing all that stuff, and it's increasing. So, so it's a lot so colder the po- down there. So the polar, oh, what, did you say North America or South America? Uh, the, the Arctic, the Antarctic. The Antarctic, okay, I was going to say, so the polar bears are okay, but actually I don't think there are no polar bears down there. I think they're only up in the north. Yeah, the only, only thing down there are some uh, penguins. Well, there are penguins down there. Yeah, there are penguins. I think there's... You know, there's, there's some secret bases down there from what I hear, from the conspiracy theorists... <laughs> Uh, I heard the Germans, the Nazis, put a base down there back in World War II under the ice shield somewhere. So lots of secret stuff, I understand. Might be UFOs, you know, aliens yeah, and stuff down there, too. Who knows? There you was, listen to the... There was a, yeah. a, a science fiction movie. I don't remember what it was. It was a good one, though. But it was all about how the the UFO was crashed under the ice in the Antarctic. And they found it. And there were these alien creatures on it. It, it was a good one. I like those uh, alien movies, you know, the science fiction movies. I like that. those. Those are good. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of hoping, Tom, on my trail camera that I, uh-huh. I either catch a chupacabra 
or a Bigfoot on the trail camera, in yeah. addition to the to the nice bear. Now, I will say this. I am getting some kind of a strange appara- apparition. I think that's the word. Yeah. Uh, on the trail camera where every once in a while, and it's only at night, I'll get a cam, I'll get a trail cam picture, and it'll be nothing on the camera except a strange kind of a fog, kind of like a yeah, just like a ghost, kind of a kind of a shape, and just it looks like fog, and that seems to be tripping my camera. So I wonder if I got some kind of ghostly type thing in the woods there in the middle of the night. Uh, that I that I need to be a scared of if I ever go walking in the night, which I'm probably not. You know, anytime you walk in and out of the woods, I don't care. I don't how experienced an outdoorsman you are. I always get kind of a creepy feeling sometimes. Uh, you know, you get that feeling like you want to look over your shoulder or you hear noises and so forth, especially in the fall, right around Halloween, when, the, you know, you hear the, <laughs> the, the leaves are kind of rustling and blowing and it's crunch, crunch, crunch and the corn stalks, the creepy cornfield. Yeah, that always kind of gets me. Yeah, you don't want your imagination to wander in those situations. Then you'll yeah, no wandering imagine. imaginations. Yeah, otherwise yeah. you'll start imagining all kinds of weird stuff. Not good. Yeah, Not you good don't want to do that. Uh, yeah. But it depends on how sensitive, I guess, that camera is, because if there is uh, a mist from the from the soil, you know, like when it gets colder at night and the soil's warm and you get that, uh, like a fog coming up, I wonder how sensitive your camera is to detect something like that. Yeah, I, I no, Tom. I think it's a ghost. I yeah, it's not just fog. It's definitely some entity. Well, you definitely have, some entity. Gonna have to go out yep. there and ask it what its name is. Yeah, I don't know. You know, maybe there's an old. If I if I snoop around by the by the bear bait, maybe we there's an old Indian graveyard or something. You know, we're set up over some kind of a graveyard or something. That uh, yeah. So I'll have to do some research on that. But we are getting some very nice bear pictures. So looks like. Um, you know, I won't be, I'll be with you next Saturday, but the following Saturday I'll be uh, right. up in the woods there, and uh, hopefully I'll be calling from the North Woods there, A, eh, with a report of a big Bruin that we have already bagged. I hope so. But right now, coming up next is the gut report, folks, and if you want to win some nice prizes, you got to give us a call. But let me tell you, it's sponsored by Carl's Country Market out there in Menominee Falls, They're on the corner of Pilgrim Road and Silver Spring. You want to check them out for fine sausages, meats, and other German delicacies they have, too. And it's also brought to you by Baitmate Fish Attractants and Coleman Insect Repellents. You need both of them still. And the thing is, is that you will win a $10 gift certificate to Carl's Country Market, and you'll win a nice prize package from Coleman and uh, Baitmate. So if you want to be a contestant and you haven't won in the last two months, you can call us now at 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Be a contestant and show Danny how smart you are. We'll be right back with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. Welcome back 
to the Wacky Walleyes, Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant. And right now, we need a contestant for our Hornswoggle segment. Tom, I think you said the gut report would be the contest before we went to break. Did I say uh, that? <laughs> yeah, you said right now we got our contest for the gut report. Yeah, uh, so maybe that, maybe that corn-fused people... So we need someone to give a call. Now, if you haven't won in the last couple months, we encourage a new person to call. So give a call, 414-799-1250. I'll even tell our, which I never do, I keep it a secret, the Hornschwaggle, uh, the Hornschwaggle topic. Uh, I'll even put it out there. Squirrels, squirrels. If you know anything about squirrels, feel free to call and you will be a lucky Potentially a lucky wiener on the Hornswoggle segment. So and, hopefully and, we. And, and folks, you know, even if you don't know anything about squirrels, you got a 50 50 shot. You just answer Hornswoggle or nor Hornswoggle. You just take a shot, and all you got to do is win two out of three. You know, it's pretty good odds, you know. So, so, so speaking of odds and, you know, and, and winning and so forth, uh, I, I'm considering doing some fantasy football this year. I saw an advertisement, Tom, for or, or Sam, for uh, DraftKings, download the fantasy app. D- d- do you know how that works, Sam? Can you enlighten me? Uh, DraftKings is kind of like, you know, daily fantasy. So as opposed to having a team the whole year, you're essentially just building a roster for that week, essentially. You know what I mean? If that makes sense. Okay. So, so you basically you have to pick a roster each week. Yeah. How many guys are on a roster? Uh, I mean, it would be the same as the normal, you know, fantasy football roster. Two running backs, two wide receivers, a tight end, flex, and all that. But you're given, like, a certain amount of money that you can spend on these players for that week. And you have to kind of, like, you know, build the best roster with the amount of money you have. But, by the way, we do have a contestant for the Hornswoggle. Okay, well, we'll get back to more of that important DraftKings things because I'm going to win a million dollars this year, Sam. (laughs) Okay, who do we got there? Today we got Bob and P. Walkie. Okay, good morning, Bob. Morning, guys. Okay, Bob. So here, you know how this works. If I make a statement, if I'm pulling your leg, you just say hornswoggle. But yep. if I'm telling the truth, you say no hornswoggle. So here we go. City squirrels, the squirrels that you see running in your backyard and in the neighborhoods are most often fox squirrels. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That's a hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. There we go. You know, it's re- it's really interesting, Tom, because you know a lot of people haven't don't even know what a fox squirrel is. Um, you know, they just see gray squirrels, and if you go out in the in the countryside, just a couple miles outside town, you'll see both gray squirrels and fox squirrels. But for some reason, at least in the state of Wisconsin. The gray squirrels have been the most aggressive as far as expanding their range into the cities, and the fox squirrels are kind of limited to the hinterlands. Now, whether or not that... I used to think that maybe fox squirrels don't get habituated to human presence as well as gray squirrels, but then I've heard in other states, uh, like one time I was driving through Iowa on the way back to college, and I saw a big fox squirrel in a lady's yard, so in other states, I think fox squirrels are in the cities. So it's just kind of weird. So, okay, here we go. Next one. You're one out of one, Bob. Uh, gray squirrels. Gray squirrels 
are bigger than fox squirrels and weigh up to three pounds. Gray squirrels are bigger than fox squirrels. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? That is a hornswoggle. That's a hornswoggle. That's right. The, the 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 largest gray squirrel uh, Deluxe Danny Bush has ever shot was one and seven eighths pounds. I have never got an official two pound gray squirrel, but I have gotten two and a half pound fox squirrels and got one in Missouri that uh, I never weighed it, but it had to be pushing three pounds. So uh, yeah, we like to shoot those big fox squirrels that are big as woodchucks, um, small woodchucks. So let's see if you would have got the last one. Here we go. Fox squirrel bones. Fox squirrel bones are actually a little different from gray squirrel bones. They're they're a little more pinkish. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? Oh, boy. Uh, I'll go with hornswoggle. No, that's a no hornswoggle. <laughs> it's a no hornswoggle. Yeah, little known facts, you know. Tell you what, I you did good, Bob, but I know my squirrels, by God. So, uh, yeah, but anyway, we'll put you on hold, Bob. And, uh, oh, while we got you on the line, you've been doing any fishing, uh, any hunting lately? What's on? What's going on? Uh, I kind of hung up the fishing with the heat a little bit there. But uh, I'm a Pewaukee guy, so I uh, had a pretty good summer with the gills and the sunfish and some bass, some walleyes, muskies here and there. Would, now, would, would you say that the gills seem to be getting bigger on Pewaukee? I would think so. It's been my experience. Yeah. Any any 10-inchers? No, I, 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 you know, piles and piles of the 6 and 7s. Probably t- right. each trip I'd go take home maybe a half a dozen that are, you know, 8 or 9 inches. I didn't gotcha. find any 10s this year. No, I haven't gotten a 10 myself, but I have gotten some eight, eight and a half inches out here. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's been pretty good. So, uh, and if you get you get enough of those, they make a, a gosh darn good meal. So, anyway, we'll Absolutely. let you get going. Uh, make sure uh, we'll put you on hold and make sure Sam gets your address and we'll get those prize packages out to you. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right. All thank right. You, Take care, man. So, what were we talking about before the horn schwaggle? Um you remember uh, DraftKings. <laughs> DraftKings, that was it. You know, I don't know. I've never gotten into that uh fantasy football stuff, you know. I I just I don't know, for some reason I just don't have an interest in that, you know. Not not Well, at all. you know, if you can if you can win money, Tom, if if you can win money, then, you know, it's it's, you know, it's probably worth it. But uh, you think I got to ask Sam and I know he's busy uh, right at this moment. I got to ask him like with this DraftKings thing, do you have to pay money for it? Because I got a feeling, you know, you don't get something for nothing in this world. That's so right. with the chance to win, I'm guessing you probably got to give them a credit card information and it probably costs you 20 bucks a week or something like that to play. Well, what Sam do you might think? be busy. Yeah, I know he's busy. That's yeah. what I mentioned. Yeah. Well, I know so, you've got to pay something. Okay. You know you got to pay something. Is, are, are any of the young Neubauers, like one of your sons, involved in something like that? I think, I think my oldest son is. The other two are not, but I'm not sure. Well, I take it back. I think my middle son was for a while. I think he was. But they must not have won a million dollars yet. Otherwise, no. you know, you'd be in a new house. That's right. Yeah, no, yeah. They, they did not win uh, any, he, any big money. 
you wouldn't be mowing your own yard yet. Yeah, you'd That's have right. servants to do that stuff, Tom. That's right. That's what I would do. So, well, you know what, though? As far as doing a DraftKings and those, like, NFL football, uh, if I had nothing to do on weekends but sit around and, and wait to watch, you know, and see how I did on my, you know, picks, that'd be one thing. But, you know, for a guy who was out in the woods on the weekend, uh, hunting and fishing, you, you, you don't feel that desire necessarily to really be following it all that close. You know what I mean? Yeah. You well, know, I know so, there's a big game today at 11 o'clock on Channel 12, uh, Wisconsin Badgers are taking on Penn State, and that that's going to be good. You know, they changed it a little bit, Danny. Where, you know, the like Wisconsin and any other Big Ten team, they would play these uh, these uh, I don't know what you would call them, puff patsies. Uh, yeah, patsies. There you go. Good word. They'd play these patsy teams, you know, for the first two or three games before they started playing their conference games. Well, the NCAA said, nope, you're going to play conference games in the beginning. You can play those other teams during the season. So that's why uh, Wisconsin's got a tough game against Penn State coming up. So, But I feel pretty confident in Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, well, Barry Alvarez, that's what the, he used to get criticized for, you know, s- scheduling, uh, uh, you know, Southern University of Alaska West. <laughs> yeah. uh, the, yeah. the, the fighting polar bears on, on your whole schedule there for a couple of you know, so then you could go into the regular season undefeated at 3-0 and after you'd uh, disposed of several of those patsies. So right, exactly. guess those days are over, my friend. Yeah, they are. I think so. But what's not over is the top of the hour uh, break. So, folks, hang on to your hats. We're going to be back in just a couple of minutes with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors with Dan Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer. Stay tuned. The following is paid commercial programming. The content and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Odyssey Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between, let's talk everything outdoors. <laughs> You're on the crazy train. <laughs> Welcome to the Wacky Walleye Cutting Edge Outdoor Show. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors. Only on 1250 AM, The Fan. Well, earlier I asked you how you were doing, and I know it was too early to tell, but you know what? It's not too early anymore. It's starting to get light out. Hopefully there's not too much rain today, raining on our friends out there on the area lakes fishing. But listen, if you're listening to the show and you want to be involved, you got any questions or comments, you can call us at 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Neubauer. Sam Schmitz is on the boards. And we do appreciate you turn, tuning in to us this morning, folks. Good morning, Dan. Morning, again. Tom. <laughs> Good morning again. <laughs> so, Tom, this is uh, National Preparedness Month. Um, is that right? Yeah, yeah. I got this email from Henry Rifles, and they said it's National Preparedness Month. You know, it seems like every month is something. 
you just need somebody to tell you that it's that month. Otherwise, nobody knows it's that month, but I guess it is. So anyway, Henry Rifles is selling a survival kit for $125, Tom. And I was looking at this survival kit. Now, years ago, when you'd go deer hunting, uh, I remember we'd carry a couple items. A compass, of course, was one thing they always told you. But I know other people would have, you know, little survival kits and so forth. But uh, I was going to see, Tom, because you're, you know, being as you're a genius and one of the, you know, smartest guys I know, they've got 28 items on this survival kit list. Uh, that you get for your 125 bucks, and I'm wondering if you can guess 10 of them. What do oh, you think? Wow. What do you think? Oh, and I'll, I, I'll give you the, I'll give you the first one. I already mentioned the compass. So can you come up with nine things that are on this list? Uh, how about a knife? Hold on, let me look through here. <laughs> you gotta have a knife with you. Uh, if there's not a knife on the list, then I quit. Give us a ring. You got that ring sound? He's got. We got a knife on the list here, Sam. Good. Give us a. Give us a. He's probably not there right now. He's talking uh, to uh, in the parking lot. Uh, okay, that's okay. You Just got flint on there. Flint for me. Hold on. Hold on. We got knife. There, okay, good. That was a belated one. Uh, flint. Is there a flint on there for making fire? Okay. Well, it says the adventurer compact fire starter. I'd say that's close enough. Give him a ring. Okay. And, uh, All right. Oh, I so know. You gotta have a hook and line. A fish hook. Uh, line. let's see. The personal use fishing kit. Another ring. Good job, Tom. Yeah. All right. You're like butter. You're on a roll, buddy. Yeah. Uh, let's see now. Uh, boy. Uh, how about uh, one thing that I always thought was useful is those handheld saws it's uh you ever see those it it, uh, it i mean it rolls up it's it's you, ever, you know what i'm talking about they roll up they're real compact but you unroll it and it's about two feet long but yeah you can saw oh, through stuff okay let me let me look through the old list here tom uh well we've got the utica Cutmaster mini multi-tool that sounds like a <laughs> saw to me another <laughs> ring sam yeah okay I think you. I think you got five left to go. I what? That many? Yeah. I, well, I, maybe. I oh, okay. how about? Uh, do you need? Uh, well, geez, I don't know about matches. You you have the fire starter. Uh, hold on here. Hold on, Tom. What matches the, on there? What does it? What does it say here? Because you know that's one of the ones I would have said. You know, I used to carry waterproof matches. Right. Right. Deer hunting. Yeah, they used to sell, I think they're kind of like, I don't know, they got kind of like wax over them, I think, or something to keep them waterproof. Yeah. In fact, I was going through a bunch of old uh, old hunting stuff years ago, and I actually found a box of waterproof matches that I had used when I was a kid. So let's see here. It says, Adventure Compact Fire Starter. Close enough. Waterproof match. Go ahead. Another ring. Oh, All right. Yeah. I, actually, I think you only need you need four or three more. But to keep it easy on you, we're going to give you three. You know, uh, over at Sherpers, they had these uh, uh, stormproof matches. Do you ever see those? Uh, you, in, well, is, is it... They'll start. You could be in the in rain and wind, 
okay, raining and wind, and they'll still light and fire up. You know, that might be helpful for lighting the grill, because sometimes I'm out there trying to light the charcoal, and you use one of those regular little Bic kind of a lighter type ones, and they blow out in a heavy wind. It sounds like that might be the ideal grill master starter. Well, I don't know, but last week I had chicken on the grill, and uh, the chicken was now done, and now I was putting corn on the grill, okay, over the coals. And uh, I put put the corn on, and as soon as I put the corn on, it started pouring on me, pouring rain. I had to run into the garage. You know, I put the cover on the grill, ran into the garage, put on my raincoat, and then continued cooking out in the rain. <laughs> well, you are luck. You are a trooper now. Okay, you're on the right path talking about food now. So okay, thinking about... A, well, yeah, for... Uh, survivalist don't you need yeah like, yeah uh, water water pills or water water pills okay hold on i you know i knew i knew some guys used to carry those too yeah you, for... you can yeah let's see uh water bt more likely to multi well they got water bag on here so let's we'll give you credit for that another ring oh wait wait Wait, I, I help. It does say micro pure water tablets. So yeah, go. the water tablets. There you go. All right. You really, um, you re- really good. Now think about food, Tom. I know well, you know that's uh, one of the, your favorite things, food. Yeah. How's but, Tom Newbauer gonna acquire food well, if he's lost I, in the wilderness? Uh, well, I would bring it with me. What about uh, protein bars? <laughs> I don't know. Do, do I got to get the food myself? Yes, you're not bringing a Subway sandwich into the wilderness, Tom. You got to oh, procure the food yourself. And, you know, I know you're not fleet of foot enough to run down an antelope or anything. No, but how is Tom Neubauer, sedentary Tom Neubauer, huddled underneath his fire that he made with his waterproof matches, drinking water that he got with purified water, How's Tom going to, when his stomach starts rumbling, how is Tom going to get food? Well, I need a gun. <laughs> okay, let's assume that you went into the woods and you got lost hunting anyway, and you already have a gun. So that's, the gun is just uh, just not part of the survival kit. The gun was what, what you needed to shoot something with when you were in the woods. So we can't count the gun towards the survival kit. But what's uh, another way, other than shooting, to get an animal to eat? Oh, I, boy. I know our I listeners know. are out there scratching their heads, but I know somebody's got to be out there well, going, I know, know, I know. Oh, I could take a live trap with me or uh, a box trap like you used to make when you were a kid. <laughs> okay. Uh, make a box trap. Uh... You're, you're, you're on, you're, oh, you're on no, the right... Oh, no, a slingshot. <sighs> nope, nope. <laughs> Nope. And you're on the right track, but nobody's going to carry a box trap into the woods, Tom. Oh, okay. It's a little too big. Then I don't what know, would... Danny. I don't know. Okay. Okay. Think of, uh, okay, a box trap catches them live. Think of lethal force, Tom. A, a, a rock. Let's throw a, a rock. rock at them and hit them in the head. Yeah, yeah they're going <laughs> to... I'm Let's Tom Neubauer, it. and I go into the woods with pockets full of rocks. A spear. Will you like 
Ernest T. Bass and and, and break windows like on uh, the Andy Griff uh, Mayberry show. Uh, how about a spear? Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. There's spear chucker Tom Newbauer. I don't uh, know. No, uh, a a snare wire, a piece of wire, Tom, oh, yeah, to make a snare, snare with. Yeah, a snare. Oh yeah, sure. Yeah, there you that's, go. That's that's one I would have thought of. That... Now here's another here's another one. Think about getting rescued. How's Tom gonna? You're on Gilligan's Island. You need oh, to get I know. rescued. Okay, I know okay, how go to ahead. Get rescued. I shoot three arrows into the air. <laughs> uh, I shoot three shots with my gun, or no, my shoot my flare gun in the air. Got to have a. Flare oh yeah, gun. And it, yeah. We got half of Canada or, or northern Minnesota burning down right now, and you're the bonehead who gets lost and shoots a flare gun. Real good idea. You, you burn yourself up along with the rest of the northern part of the snake. Okay, yeah. snake. Okay. How about Tom? Now, this one, I'm surprised. They sometimes come with a compass uh, and a little uh, stone, uh, a mirror, a little oh, mirror. Oh, yeah, a mirror. Yeah, you got to have a yeah. mirror. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to yeah. be Plus able to can... comb your hair in the morning. And, yeah, you, know. you want to look good in the woods, too, even yeah. though you're lost and panicking. So you got to look good. So that mini rescue flash signal mirror. And how about a little flashlight, Tom? Oh, that would be real nice to have. Yeah, that'd be real nice. And how about a whistle? A whistle? Oh, hey, how about a cell phone? That doesn't count, Tom. That's not, you know, you can't, you can't count. We're talking old technology here. You can't, oh, oh gee, I got my cell phone. Well, you know, Am I up you know what? I, I think a lot of people probably would take nothing but their cell phone with them because you, cell phones now probably have a compass on it. I just haven't figured out how to find mine. I got flashlight. I got an app on here. Actually, I got an app on here that shows me exactly where I'm at, so I can't get lost. But if you run out of battery power on your cell phone when you're in the wilderness and you can't find a plug-in in a pine tree anywhere nearby to get recharged, uh, that might be a problem. But, you know, what if a guy could make a portable charger for a cell phone, something that you could plug your cell phone into, and then you have, like, uh, like a little wheel or something that you turn real fast to try and generate electricity, just like they used to have like some little flashlight radios like hey, that. Danny, when you have a little hand crank. They have one like that. There no. is something like that. You're kidding. No. You go to Sherpers, they got them. They, uh, they're little hand crank chargers. Uh, they all, and also you can get the solar ones too, the solar chargers. So, amazing for for us for a cell for a cell phone that's I'm amazing pretty sure I, i'll bet you, know, you i i might not be positive on this but i'm pretty sure they got something like that and then let's put another plug in before we go to break here does sherpers sell survival kits well they sell everything that you mentioned that you can put in a survival kit because over at sherpers they get a lot of uh, preppers come in there and fill their bags up with all kinds of stuff. They got all that stuff that a person would need for surviving in the woods, yeah. I'm gu- I'm guessing they have some prepackaged little, you know, type of survival I, kits I don't all know put if I've together. ever seen a survival kit. I don't know. Something to check into, I guess. Yeah, first aid kits, yes. Survival kits, not sure. But one thing I am sure of, Danny, we got to go to a break. That's right. It's quarter past the hour, and we're going to, 
take a quick break, and we'll be right back, folks, with more of the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors, so stay tuned. Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant, and we always take this moment to, uh, or take a moment to thank law enforcement, first responders, healthcare workers, firefighters, military, all the people out there. Uh, public service taking care of us. We appreciate what you do, and we appreciate all of our listeners. We appreciate the emails and calls. If you have a question or comment, or if you got a, a fishing or hunting report, we uh, we kind of fly. This is your show. You feel free to call 414-799-1250 and uh, let us know what's shaking. Yeah, and you can always email us at ceoguys at yahoo.com. And we got one here, Danny. Uh, here we go. This is from James, regular listener, about survival kits. It says, Space Age Blanket. That's one. String, wire snare, Bic lighter, stormproof matches, small container with lint for fire starter, two compasses, mini flashlight, knife, multi-tool, Swiss Army. Take care, guys. So he, he listed that's, a that, whole you bunch know, for you. That, that's that's a pretty good pretty good list from him, and we got a caller right now too, so okay. maybe we got some more advice on that. All right, All right let's go to Keith and Tosa. You're on the cutting edge outdoors. Good morning, Keith. Hello, you, hello, you survivalists out there. Um, hey, we're well, preppers here. Doomsday is upon I us. Preppers. Okay, preppers. Okay. Well, how about um, a couple of things? Um, uh, what is it? What do these soldiers use um, when they have the dehydrated food packets? All you do is add water. Yeah, the MRIs. MRIs. Thank you very much. Or MRE, actually. MRE. Well. I'll take your word for it. It's, uh, it's something like it's meals ready to eat. Okay, good, good clarification. Do they sell those at Sherpers as well? Oh, tons of them, lots of them. <laughs> All right, keep. Okay. Are they any good? I flashlight. I got a flashlight. No, they're terrible. Um, okay. But I have a flashlight that has a option of a flashing, you know, red, and it's very bright. You know. That's another, I would have used that rather than a pen light. The other thing is um, my wife and I just got back from a European river, river cruise, and I was worried about the spotty Wi-Fi coverage. So uh, first of all, I bought a portable charger unit. It's about the size of a cigarette packet, or a pack of cigarettes, excuse me. And then there's a device I, picked, I found on Ryoko, and it picks up uh, wherever you are, a Wi-Fi signal, and uh, and then for your phone works perfect. Wow! I, so yeah. so that portable charger is that like what Tom was talking about? I think so. I've heard various versions of you know solar powered ones. Um, this one actually charges by electricity. This is not a solar one, but uh, but it gives you about eight hours worth of charging for phones or or iPads or whatever you want to use it for, so uh, or charging any other things. And that's I use it for this uh, device. It's called a Ryoko, 
and it's about what two inches by one and a half inch, and um, and you just plug it in, or you don't even plug it in. You get it set up, and uh, and you keep it in your pocket, and your phone gets uh, service wherever you are. So let me ask you: You were in Europe on a European river trip. Were you doing any fishing there, or was this just a sightseeing thing? It was a sightseeing, a riverboat cruise. The, the, the romantic Danube riverboat cruise with my wife. Now, I was just going to say, you went down to Danube, didn't you? We did. And, we and did. it's not blue, is it? <laughs> it's not. It's mud. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a beautiful. It was a beautiful trip. Actually, it was a great trip. Yeah, great that sounds good. great. Good. Tom, you ought. Tom, you ought to go on a romantic riverboat cruise with your wife down the old Danube. No, that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. great. How was the food? How was the food? That's the first thing Tom wants to know. Well, on the river boat, on the boat itself, it was incredibly outstanding. It really was. They had kind of your old fare that they had every day, and then they had the local fare from wherever you happened to be that day. And they'd accommodate any one of your requests or needs. And, and uh, you know, I might add that the alcohol was all free if you bought the silver package. And, hey. Uh, hey! Get the silver yeah, package. Great time. The silver package. So we had a great time. I really would encourage people to do that. It's the first time we've ever done it. I have a little trouble walking, but uh, we just worked it out. And uh, but and then all the tours you take on each spot. Um, um, well, we had three dinners in the towns that we were at. One was kind of a Bohemian special dinner, and I'm Bohemian. So I obviously appreciated that in the Czech Republic. <clears throat> and uh, they had duck. Can you believe that? My wife actually ate duck. So now I can make duck all the time. And uh, those were great meals as well. And then entertainment, you know, local dancers, singers. When we were in Salzburg, they had a group of four people with beautiful voices, and they did the whole routine on the sound of music. So Any... Uh, um, any- any pole dancers? <laughs> Any what? No. Any no. pole, pole well, dancers? If there, were, if there were, I obviously was kept started from that. Uh, gotcha. From that, but uh, no, I don't know. No pole dancers. No pole dancers. And what's your but, hey, duck? Duck. What's the duck recipe? How do you cook a good duck? Well, no, this was just a um, a thigh and a and a um, leg, and it was just uh, you know marinated. And then and then um, baked, so it was a little crispy, and it was but it was delicious. And my wife liked it. That's the main thing. See, you're gonna have to right. go duck hunting now and make some uh, duck for your wife. I've already put my order in. Oh, so, okay. uh, but <laughs> All right. And lots of lots of dumplings. Lots of dump. Lots of dumplings on this trip. Uh, dumplings are delicious. Yep. You know, so Tom, you and your wife, and you know. Danny, you know, you can find a girlfriend. I, it, I'm sure you have a couple or, or Well, you know, family. listen, here's how it goes. If you got enough, if I got enough money to buy a silver package down the Danube or what, what do you call it? Whatever it is. The Danube. Uh, Danube. Danube. I sure as heck would find a chick who would take you up on that. There's enough gold diggers out there where <laughs> you, I'm telling you, Free trip? Oh, yeah, they'd be all over that. They'd be my girlfriend for two weeks. That'd be about it. 
Well, it was a 12-day trip. The, the silver package cost 300 U.S. dollars. How much? And, uh, 300, which sounds like That's a lot. That's it? I know. Yep. So you got top wine, and I was drinking Jameson's and Balvini scotch the whole way. Three hundred. That's that's not much. Your your flight must be the expensive part then, if no, you're going to no, go no. to that part. No, no, that. Excuse me for interrupting. That's the silver alcohol package. Yeah, that's alcohol. just for the alcohol, yeah. Danny. Three hundred just for the alcohol. Yeah. Yeah. How much for the duck? <laughs> the, the cruise is a lot more. <laughs> yes. Yes, Tom, you are absolutely correct. It is a. Uh, it is an investment in pleasure. So, right. um, well, Keith, my wife deserved it. Keith, thanks I'll for calling us and giving us an update yeah. on your wonderful trip. Yeah, and and well, you know now that I'm going to play DraftKings and win win big bucks, I too am going to take a wonderful trip someday. Good. All right. With a girl I don't know. Up. All right. You take <laughs> care, Keith. <laughs> bye, guys. Thank you. Take, bye, take bye. care. You know, Danny. While we're on this break, I think I'm going to. You know where I'm going to take my trip down down the Mississippi River? How's that? Or the Wisconsin River? Well, how about that? Might as well. I'm sure your wife. You know, why don't you go all out and just take her in a canoe down the Milwaukee River? Hey, I got to tell you, many years ago, I'll make this real quick. Many years ago, uh, I took my wife on the Lake Wisconsin, which is connected to the Wisconsin River, and uh, we 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 took the the ferry across the river, got onto the boat launch, and went north and i'm up we're up the river i don't know how many miles up the river and i had at that time i had a bass tracker boat and we're you know quite a ways away from the launch and my wife says you got to take me back to the launch and i said why she says i gotta go to the bathroom i said you gotta go number one or two she says number one i said well sit on the live well there's nothing in the live well right now i'll just flick the aerator on it'll wash it all out she says, I can't do that. I says, well, why not? And she says, well, see that boat? Now, Danny, I'm telling you, this boat was like, I don't know, half a mile away. You couldn't right. even tell if there were people in it or not. Or, I mean, there might have been. You weren't sure. You know, I mean, they were so far away. She says, there, that boat over there might see me. Oh, my God. She put up such a fit. I had to go close to the shore, find some trees, pull them over so that she could sit on the live well and go to the bathroom. But I was not going to take her back to the launch. She had to stick it out and brave it. So, well, good job. I'm glad you you stuck to your guns on that's that a little bit. Right. So, that's and right. you're a wonderful guy taking her on a. And maybe when we can come come back, you know, he talked about taking the wife on a wonderful trip. Uh, I'm sure there's guys who've taken their wives somewhere that they thought it would be good, but then it turned out to be a terrible trip. Maybe someone can let us know what was the most terrible place you ever took your wife. I, I've, I've got one for you when we come back, though. My honeymoon All right. trip. All I'm right. sure we'll, you do. We'll be right back with more with, with Danny Bush and myself, Tom Neubauer. So stay tuned, folks. Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Bait Mate Fish Attractant. 
I'm your host, Dan Bush, co-host, I should say, along with the man, the myth, the legend, all-knowing, all-knowledgeable, super genius, Tom Neubauer. And uh, I was talking a little bit ago, uh, I'm going to buy, be buying an expensive cruise down the Danube, and I'll be taking applications for any, uh, you know, any single women out there who want to cruise down the Danube. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll be announcing a time and date for interviews on who wants to go on that with me, Tom. But you were going to tell us what's some of the dumbest places you've taken your wife, the nightmare stories that well, something went terribly wrong. not so much dumb places, but uh, for our honeymoon, uh, I don't know why my wife left it up to me, but uh, uh, it was in early May, and we I got a cabin up in Eagle River. I, I can't even remember what lake it was on. And uh, so we were up in a cabin in Eagle River on a lake for a week, and, uh, of course, you know, I went fishing uh, <laughs> a number of times, although I must admit it did snow on us uh, early, early May. Uh, it snowed on us a couple times, so I don't think my wife was very happy with that. Later on in life, I found out she wasn't too happy with that. Oh, but she didn't say anything at the time? No, she didn't say anything at the time. Later on, you I know, heard about it. I think taking your wife or girlfriend out into a place where all of a sudden some weather-type catastrophe hits probably is is one type of thing that a guy thinks, geez, I wish I'd never taken her out here with me. Uh, now, my friend, <laughs> my friend, I got a friend who will remain nameless. You know, he was a real jerk. He uh, he had a he had a girlfriend years ago, and uh, she wanted to go deer hunting with him. So you know, climb the bow stand in the morning, and but you know, he kind of just preferred to deer hunt by himself. So when he took her out there in the morning, he he walked through instead of taking the dry path in, he walked through the marsh behind where she had to wade through knee-deep water to get just to, to get to the deer stand and then she goes why did we go that way oh we don't want to spook the deer and of course then she sat in a tree stand and then instead of quitting at the usual time he stayed for an extra couple hours to make it extra miserable and then she never asked to go deer hunting with him again so yeah that that was an intentional one now I, I saw a, a case years ago. It was kind of, it was really comical. We were fishing the Bay of Green Bay, and I think I've told the story, Tom. Uh, fishing the Bay of Green Bay and, and trolling up near the Gainos or Genos, whatever everybody wants to call it, the reef. Didn't catch any muskies, but then the storms comes in. So I go racing back to Swamico, and there's all kinds of pleasure boaters coming in from the direction of the Fox River. And it was one of those things, Tom, where everybody showed up at the launch at once. And, of course, there's a line of boats up and down the river. And here comes the hardest rain I've ever been in. And I took my dad and put a he – his health wasn't the greatest. Uh, that was he, – he didn't last too much longer than that. But I had him out in the boat fishing, and I tried to put a, a, a raincoat over the – to cover him kind of like, like over his head and, and, and pulled up to the shore. My brother dropped us off, and I ran him to get him in the truck so he'd be out of the rain. But everybody was was in this downpour, and my brother saw this guy. He was in the river in his boat waiting to pull out, and he had his wife and kids. And the wife looked extremely angry, just really ticked off. And the kids were miserable, no rain gear. And this guy was laughing hyster hysterically. 
just laughing and laughing and laughing. He just thought it was just comical that they got caught in the rain and all the people were scrambling stuck in the rain and his wife was angry. But he said this guy was just, it was just hilarious, you know, to see this guy just, you know, thinking it was just hilarious that he'd put his wife in that situation. I don't think he would have been laughing a little later on in the day, you know, when he got home. Yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe not. Yeah. Maybe not, maybe. yeah. I would think, too, another thing, you know, bugs and mosquitoes. If you take somebody out and you're going to go do that nice romantic camping and so forth, I can see that going terribly wrong, too. If all of a sudden it's terrible bugs, it's terrible weather, and what was going to be the wonderful trip up north, all of a sudden going bad. Yeah. Yeah, that can happen. So, But usually, you know, most... Uh trips are pretty decent you know for most people you know like honeymoons and stuff like that or going someplace romantic with your wife or girlfriend so well most of those are all right i'm thinking i don't think most people take their wife honeymoon doing anything hunting or fishing related probably not they probably what'd you do on your honeymoon i took her fishing up the eagle river Oh, that, oh, that's what you did do on your honeymoon. Yeah, that's what we did on the honeymoon, yeah. When, we're in a cabin for a week in Eagle River on a uh, lake. Did, so. you, did you ask her, Tom, what she wanted to do for the honeymoon? You know, to tell you the truth, I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> I really I'm don't su- remember. I'm surprised. I'm surprised she agreed I, to I, that. I don't remember what the situation was, who asked who what. I don't know. That's, that's a well, long time ago. You're asking well, me. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, how long have you been married? Uh, this May, it'll be 49 years. 49 years she's yeah, been washing your underwear and socks and picking up minute. after you. Wait a minute. It's a long this time. This May, this is uh, September. I think I've been married 48 years. 48, 48. years. Yeah, 48. Okay. So, so are we going to have a big party for you for your 50th anniversary? Probably not. What do you mean, probably not? Uh, probably you know, not. You know we gotta, you know we gotta get you off the block there, Tom. We gotta get you out of, get you out, and you know maybe you can do, maybe you can take her back for the fiftieth anniversary. Take her back to Eagle River. Oh yeah, she'd love that. She'd be all over that. <laughs> yeah. You know. Yeah, she'd say no. Go ahead, have fun. <laughs> you know, go ahead, right. Well, the first, well, the first time you went, you know, I think. There you go, thinking of yourself. Tom thinks, oh, I'm going to get to go fishing and have a honeymoon both. I'm going to have my cake and eat it too. Yeah. And then, so, well, she pro- what can I say? She stuck with me, so. Yeah, she uh, must, yeah, yeah, she must have some kind of patience, I guess. I don't, either that or she don't play with a full deck to stick with me this long. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. Did, did, did she, like I got a friend of mine and he met a gal now. And and he, she likes to fish, I guess, and she likes to hunt. And he's saying, you know, it'd be kind of nice to have a gal that would like to do that. But how about your wife? Did she did she ever really like to fish with you as avid as you were, or did or did she just do it when she first met you? Because like the girl will do anything the guy likes to do when they first meet him. You know, if he's a golfer, they're gonna pretend they like golfing and go golfing with him. If the guy fishes, they're gonna pretend they like fishing and then go fish. Then they get married, they never do it again. But how about your wife? I think after we were married, she maybe went fishing with me two or three times. That was about it. Uh, before we were married, you know, she'd go with me, and I think she enjoyed it. 
I think she did. No, she didn't. She was I don't she was I don't just, know, but I think she did. I don't know. But she was I think trying was to land way, it was her way of catching me. Right. She was trying yeah. to land the big catch. Now all the time you thought she was trying to catch the small catch, the bass, she was after that big catch, the big hunk, the the big stud guy in the boat with her. That's what she wanted. She wanted to marry the Tom Newbauer. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, she wasn't thinking straight. Well, you know, you were, you know, you were kind of like a you you were a magnet back then. You were in the band. You had all kinds of women after you, rock and yeah, roller right. and stuff. I wish, she, yeah. She, right. I mean, she had some stiff competition. No, I don't think so. <laughs> uh, not really. No. What do you mean, not really? No. Well, you're s- selling yourself short. No. You know. Nah. You know, I, you know, if you, if you got divorced now, Tom, and put a profile on Match.com, your inbox would be flooded. I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. Nobody wants an old man anymore. You know? Oh, yeah, they do. <laughs> well, unless there's, you're an old man with a lot of money. There's you know? Well, yeah, then you can be like, uh, what, the old guy who married, uh, what's her name? Uh, was it Nicole? What what was the one? Uh, oh, I know. Uh, I, I, yeah. What was her name? Uh, she married... Uh, that she yeah. died of an overdose, but yeah, she married him when he's like eighty some years old. He met her in the strip joint. Yeah, um, prior the billionaire guy. Oh yeah, Anna Nicole. Yeah, Wasn't Anna, Anna Nicole, Nicole Smith. Anna Nicole, Anna Nicole Smith. Smith. Yeah. So, yeah. like, if I were a billionaire, I'd have an Anna Nicole Smith too. Um, if I were a billionaire, I'd have a few, a number, a couple of them. <laughs> listen, here's the deal. You know how lottery winners, how lottery winners, you know, try and not publicize their name. Yeah. If I won the lottery, I'd get my name right out there, and I would tell attractive young ladies taking applications now. I'd hope to have a line all the way down Park Avenue, and their their job only job would be to uh, keep my house clean. Uh, well. I can't talk about everything here, but they would have a salary of $100,000 a year just to be there. And uh, yeah, and believe me, uh, I'd go through a lengthy interview process. Maybe I'd have several working for me. There you go. And you'd have plenty of applicants. Why stop with just one? Right. have more than one. You know, we got to, you got to dream big, Tom. You got to dream big. So yeah, I got to, I got to get out and buy some lottery tickets today, I guess. All right. Well, we also the other thing we got to do is we got to go to the last break of the day, last break, folks. So if you want to get in, you got to call us at seven nine nine twelve fifty. That's four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty, or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. He's Dan Bush. I'm Tom Newbauer, and we will be right back just in a few minutes. So stay tuned. It's the final Welcome back to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors. We are presented by Baitmate Fish Attractants. Thanks to everybody for getting on board the crazy train today and uh, on the rails with the Cutting Edge Outdoors. And uh, Tom, we got about 10 minutes left. Uh, We got any more emails? Any callers? No, not right now. But uh, did you say, I can't remember, did did you say it was supposed to rain today? The chance of rain? Yes, it's supposed to rain this morning, I believe, and then possibly if this afternoon be nice. At least that's the last that I heard. Yeah, 
Yeah, this afternoon. Yeah, that's that's right. I heard up until eight this morning, and then starting again after twelve noon. But you know, that just depends on where you are, too. You know, but uh, you know, I heard that commercial for the Cubby Mini Mites, and the one thing I wanted to say about the Mini Mites that I forgot to mention earlier was that over the years, uh, you know, if you use Mini Night Mini Mites a bunch for panfish you will get a number of incidental catches. Now, over the years, I think I've caught almost, almost every fish that swims in the state of Wisconsin, you know, inland species, you know, except for minnows or something. Um, I even caught a carp in the mouth one time. I caught a catfish. I caught a bullhead. I've caught, of course, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass, northern pike, walleye. Uh, I don't think I ever caught a sauger, though, on a mini-mite. Uh, I did catch a 35-inch muskie with a mini-mite and four-pound test line, you know. So, I mean, it's just so funny, the the number of fish that that you catch other than panfish accidentally, you know, on a mini-mite. And I can't tell you the number of times I got bit off or broke off from northern pike or something, you know. But, boy, I'll tell you, you know, it's it's funny to me how, like, a big fish will grab that little bitty bait. It's it's kind of like uh, you go out to dinner, right? And after dinner, you're going to pay the bill, and by the when you're walking out, they got those like little trays with those little mints. You ever see, you know, those little melt-in-the-mouth mints? But you yep. got to pick up a mint, you know? Even though you're full, you just ate a big dinner, you pick up that little mint. And it's, I, I think it's almost like that with fish, you know? Even though they pr- maybe already eaten... Here's this little tidbit right in front of them. Ah, eh, what the heck? Might as well grab it, you know. But it's just well, amazing. That, huh? that used to be. Uh, I, I watched uh, Doug Stangy on a In Fisherman uh, thing one time, and uh, or read it maybe. And when when tip up fishing for pike, he'd uh, he'd like to have one small one one extra small smelt. His theory being is maybe there might just be that one fish. That's not really all that hungry. That's going to grab a great big 12-inch, you know, sucker minnow or uh, or a smelt, you know, eight, nine, ten-inch smelt. But maybe one will just grab a little six-inch tidbit yeah. and uh, and just grab that. So you never know. Yeah, that's true. You just you you don't. You just never know what those fish are going to grab and what they're going to eat. You know. So, but you know, the thing is, though, is you can't catch them if you don't have something in the water. You know, whether it be a lure or live bait, you gotta keep it in the water. You know, so now, so so, how would you target bass this time of year? Where are you Where are you well, looking for them? Well, this time of year, you know, you can still find them under docks. You can still find them uh, in the weeds. You know, in the lily pads and wherever, and you can find them on the weed line edges. But later on in fall. They uh, they kind of you know you know you go in that shallow water and all you see are leaves, you know. Uh, this is like after turnover. Uh, you don't see anything in the shallow water anymore, nothing. And that's when the bass are out on those deep weed line edges. They're going to be down a ways. And uh, the the thing is finding them. That's the hardest part. Uh, now the side imaging stuff that they've got nowadays, that should make it a lot easier. Because normally you just have to go along the deep weed line edges, casting uh, deep running crankbaits or a jigging a craw, uh, you know, something like that, 
Uh, we used to use a lot of uh, the deep running crankbaits on the deep weed line edges, um, but uh, the jig and the craw works too. But, you know, once you find them, you usually find a bunch of them, but it's finding them that's the hard part. Usually late fall, you know, after turnover for bass, it's it's not the easiest thing in the world. It's it's pretty tough fishing, pretty tough. Are they are, are they in, are they bunch, bunched up in schools? Yeah, usually they are, yes, yes. Okay. So if you find one, then perhaps you'll you'll find others. Exactly. And my, you'll find more. Yeah. And my next question would be, if you find a location where they are in fall, is that going to be a possible location if you want to target them through the ice later in the winter? Uh, that I don't know. I've never never done that really. Okay. Never. So looked... you really. Go okay. Ahead. Have you have you ice fished for bass in the past? No, those were always incidental. You know, okay. you put down a shiner, you put down a golden shiner, you can catch pike or bass or a big crappie or a walleye. You know, you never know what you're or like you catching that big musky. You know, oh, almost you never know catching what you're that big. Catch, you know, when right. you that golden shiner down could be any one of the game fish. So yeah, I mean, it, it I is. have caught some nice bass through the ice by accident. You know but not really trying to catch them, no. That, I would think that would be a time to try and catch a giant. Um, you know, because down in, now think about it, down in Florida when they're fishing Okeechobee, that's pretty much uh, January, February, March type of thing. They're primarily yeah. going with those big golden shiners, just like you might do ice fishing up here. Yeah, their, Feb, their uh, spawning time is around March early March, uh, end of February, early March, or all, all through March, actually. And you're right. That's what it's like, yeah, you know. So big shiners and down there for those fish. I, I've, I've always kind of wanted to do that. Uh, it's not cheap, though. A guide for the day is about 400 bucks, and, uh, and then I think uh, just the bait alone, you, you know, they catch those wild golden, those wild shiners, and I mean that's a hundred bucks for those as well. I mean it's uh, it's an expensive thing, but I guess if you caught a ten-pound bass, it probably would be uh, would be worth it. They would like you to believe in Florida that the Florida uh, Chamber of Commerce would like you to believe that everybody who goes down there catches ten-pound bass. And no, that's not true. That's still a rare, rare fish. In fact, uh, Dr. Sandy, uh, who. Uh, maybe he's listening today. He got a 40-inch muskie with me this week. Anyway, he uh, he did finally catch a 10-pound bass last year with the guide on a shiner. His previous big one was 8 pounds, but by and large, most of the fish that he's catching look like they're like 3 to 5 pounders maybe, you know, yeah. not, you know, I mean, you get that occasional, very rare, 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 rare occasional uh eight to 10 pound bass. It's kind of like getting that rare, rare, rare 50 inch muskie. Right, exactly, exactly. So, well, I anyway, think I think- for, Time for us to go, it's all I got, Danny. It's all I got, Tom. To all the listeners, thanks for listening. And God bless and stay free, everyone. You've been listening to the Wacky Walleyes Cutting Edge Outdoors presented by Baitmate Fish Attractant. Happy Labor Day weekend. We'll talk to you next week, my friends.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 